Matt wasn't feeling particularly patient when he saw it. The heat was only getting worse, and he wanted his bag back along with some answers. When he sat down, though, Matt felt different. The road had been wearing him thin in ways that he hadn't realized, and it was actually nice to just be somewhere for a few minutes. That wasn't something he was concerned with now, though. Food was a much more pressing need, and even the snack cakes, jerky, and other garbage he could see through the service station's windows looked pretty good at the moment. The noise of a diesel engine interrupted Matt's daydream of a steak dinner with an ice-cold glass of milk. Raising his head, he saw a wrecker pulling into the small parking lot. His bike was in the back, and a man, presumably Kenny, was driving. Matt stood, hunger momentarily forgotten, and brushed his hands off on his pants. The truck stopped in front of a closed garage door, and Kenny jumped out. It's your scoot, buddy. That's the one. You're Kenny? I am, said Kenny, and Matt shook his offered and filthy hand. Frank said you were Mr. Cahill? Matt'll work just fine. Any idea what's wrong with her? No, I've got some guesses, but so far that's all they are. Uh, that said, if we were wagering on it, I guess the tranny. Hey, you come back in a few hours. I'll let you know just what exactly got fucked up and what it's gonna cost to unfuck it. <laughs> hey, you got any family around here? Nope, I was just blowing through. I've had thoughts of doing a similar thing, said Kenny, gesturing with a nearly black hand at the dilapidated service station. But I stay here and live the dream. <laughs> Shoot, you only live once. If you're lucky, you only live once, thought Matt, as he said, Boy, that's the truth. Well, in any case, said Kenny, there's a little shed out back at the gas station. Used to be where my granddaddy lived before posterity come to town. You're welcome to stay there if you'd like. There ain't nothing worth stealing. The TV works about as well as one without electricity usually does, but it is four walls and some shingles, and you can make the march to Mortimer's if you get hungry. That's really kind of you, Kenny. It so happens that I do need a place to lie down, and to be perfectly honest, it's been a few days since my head hit a pillow. Well, traveling, Matt, here's the key to the place. Kenny said as he removed a green key fob attached to a key embossed to look like the American flag from his pocket. I'd say you can go on and get settled, but you haven't got anything with you. Much obliged. Yeah, the sheriff still has my stuff with him. I'm gonna head on over in a bit and try to convince him to give it back to me. Matt had meant the comment to be lighthearted, but Kenny's eyes turned to slits as he spoke, and the mechanic leaned in as if to tell an old friend a secret. You be careful with Frank. He don't respect our ways as much as he ought to. He's from around here, not like the guy who disappeared a few sheriffs back, but that don't mean he won't stick his nose in where it ought not get stuck, hmm? Point being, him and that bitch Flo can be cantankerous about the private doings of some individuals. Live and let live is what I say, and it's what the Lord wants as well. Amen to that. Matt said, unsure of how else to respond. Yep, said Kenny, who apparently considered amen to be a good way to end both a prayer and a conversation. Matt watched as Kenny opened the garage and then drove the truck inside. Seeing the broken bike on its back was actually a little sad.
Matt had become more attached to the bike than he had to anything in a very long time. Giving a last look to the service station and listening to Kenny grunt with effort inside the garage, Matt walked back to the sheriff's office. Flo was sitting at her desk, and Matt felt a little better about her shotgun this time around. Both of her hands were on the desk, and she was reading a Joe R. Lansdale book. She gave him a look and a nod, but otherwise kept right on reading. Frank's in his office, she said, then tilted her head and followed it up with, Through there. Thanks, said Matt, but there was no response as he strode past her desk. There were two doorways from which to choose, but one was closed and the other had Frank in it, so Matt picked that one, wrapping his knuckles twice on the doorframe before walking in. Frank gave him a nod as he entered and said, Have a seat. I just have to fill out a couple more things. There were two chairs in front of Frank's desk, a beat-up red one and a beat-up green one.